Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, March 30th. S&P futures are trading about unchanged. You are seeing outperformance in the Dow. So Dow futures are up 68 points. That's about 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down about 60 points. That's about 45 basis points. So definitely seeing a resumption of the big trade, the big year-to-day trade defined by outperformance in cyclical value, underperformance in momentum. And you are seeing treasuries also comport with that theme. So treasuries are for sale this morning. You have yields up a decent amount across the board. Four to 30-year yields are up about four to six basis points. 10-year yields are up about five basis points, taking them back over the 1.75% level. And you're seeing in Europe, very consistent price action. So the major European indices are up about 40 to 50 basis points overall with strong outperformance in your core cyclical value groups. So travel in particular is doing very well. Travel stocks are leading most of the uh, the SXPP is being led by travel stocks, including all your major airlines. Autos are very strong. Basic resources and banks are all doing very well. Um, you know, bank stocks in Europe traded poorly on Monday, given um, you know a lot of the block selling controversies. That theme seems to be kind of receding, I think, from the market narrative, and you're kind of back to where you stood again for most of uh, 2001, where yields are heading higher um, and cyclical value stocks are outperforming. Uh, most of the major Asian indices ended higher um, with a couple of pockets of red. So again, the big theme this morning is definitely treasuries. You are seeing a notable sell-off in treasuries. You're seeing a notable sell-off pretty much in sovereign bonds across the board um, around the world. No real single critical driver of this other than, you know, you did have a mild kind of um, hiatus in in the treasury sell-off that looks to just be resuming today. Um, again, it's hard to attribute it to a specific headline. You do, though, have this big Biden infrastructure speech coming up as the White House proceeds to the second phase of his fiscal agenda, rolling out, um, you know, Fiscal, uh, the infrastructure spending plan that will be financed by some new revenue. So there will be tax hikes associated with it. But you know, you are looking. It will not be a dollar for dollar trade off. So um, you know, according to multiple reports, you're looking at Biden unveiling a spending plan worth worth three to four trillion dollars, um, and the tax numbers will cover probably only about two thirds of that. Um, you know, so you are going to see more deficit spending. At the same time that you know the U.S. in particular is making enormous progress against COVID, so you are seeing transmissions tick higher. Um, that's certainly discouraging, but the vaccine figures, which the market really focuses on, um, are doing extraordinarily well. You're seeing increasing amounts of states, including New York, um, expand eligibility to essentially all adults. The White House yesterday said that every single or 90% of all U.S. adults will be eligible for a vaccine by the middle of April. Um, and that puts the country very firmly on track to achieve herd immunity by the beginning of May. So, again, you have these kind of um, incongruous headlines of you know another enormous fiscal stimulus package getting announced uh, alongside the Fed, insisting that they see no need to even consider tightening um, while the U.S. is about to put the pandemic um, you know behind it. So, all of those factors, again, this has been the big theme all year, continuing to play out. Um, and that's really been the driver of Treasury. So um, that's kind of it for this morning. Again, there's it's, there's no real major kind of headline. Um, probably the most interesting report was one out of the Washington Post just talking about in the initial stages of the Biden team considering um, the infrastructure spending component of its fiscal agenda. They talked about about $3 trillion of spending and only a trillion of incremental taxes um, they revised those figures because the White House was growing increasingly concerned about financial 
stability risks and higher treasury yields and inflation risks, et cetera. Just interesting that you are seeing pushback even from you know the the left the left wing of the Democratic Party um, with regards to some of the fallout from all of this um, you know fiscal monetary stimulus at a time when the economy is already um, enjoying natural tailwinds from the end of the pandemic. Um, otherwise, no real major economic data, no major central bank um, comments. Nothing all that incremental on COVID um, since the U.S. closed. You did have a lot of big news yesterday during the U.S. trading on COVID. Just, again, the the expansion of uh, vaccine eligibility. Um, no major micro headlines either, although a couple of items are, are important. So uh, Japan's Mitsubishi, which is another large bank, came out this morning and said that they will suffer a $300 million loss related to um, you know, a, a, a U.S. client. I think everyone knows who that client is. Um, you know, definitely not... Uh, in line with the sums um, announced by Nomura or Credit Suisse. You know, in general, I think investors are kind of moving past this issue. Um, it looks like just based on multiple reports that Credit Suisse and Nomura will suffer the biggest losses. Um, Goldman, um, Morgan Stanley, Deutsche Bank, other and some of the others involved are not going to see material losses, uh, at least based on media reports. Um, only no more Credit Suisse and Mitsubishi have actually issued formal announcements. The others are kind of just, again, it's, it's announcements in the media. Renaissance, the Japanese uh, semiconductor company, said it may take around 100 to 120 days to get that big chip plant in Japan that was recently hit with a fire back up to um, you know normal production levels. So, just another data point pointing to the um, chip shortages that will persist going forward. Um, but otherwise, again, very kind of quiet. We're in this um, you know holding period holding period before the end of Q1. Um, and then the head of the upcoming earnings season. So you're probably going to see some pre-announcements perhaps later in the week and then next week as companies get a sense of how their quarter shaped up. And then obviously the, the uh, earnings formally kick off the week of Monday the 12th um, with banks starting things off as usual. Uh, so those are all the big themes and trends for today. Just looking on the calendar for Tuesday, it's, it's very quiet. No major economic numbers. You have a couple of Fed speakers, but you know the Fed has been very consistent across the board. Um, you do have some interesting earnings reports. So after the close, you have BlackBerry, Chewy, Lululemon, um, and PVH. Nothing too important this morning on the earnings front. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.